we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Oops! The Podcast. I'm Julio. I'm joined here by Francis. Cheers, boys. baby. 200, Happy 200, fellas. 200 episodes. 200 episodes. And very serendipitously <laughs> falls precisely on Chris's birthday. That's it. If you are listening to this right now and you have the opportunity to pause the episode and have a drink with us, I would suggest running to the refrigerator and doing that because we are going to have a few pops Couple while pops. we record and shed our... our uh, tough outer skin and really get to the core of, of matters today. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris had the great idea, as he typically does, to sort of ask uh poll people for unresolved questions that you might have. Yeah. Or updates. Um, updates on things that we talk about. And uh I think Chris that was a good idea because occasionally we will get a message about, you know, what's the deal with this or that. Yeah. Um we like to revisit these topics as we uh, as our community continues to grow and people are more interested in what's going on. So. Yeah, we've we've talked about so many things over the course of the last 200 episodes. <laughs> and we thank you all so much. So many of you have heard every single episode, which is just, I mean, it's a lot of time that you've spent with us. And we're so honored that you, you've done that um, and that you're along for the ride. We feel like you know us and we know you. And hearing from you guys is is the most invigorating thing and so now we want to answer some of your questions um totally i mean you guys literally if you knew us any better you would literally like know how it feels to caress our lower back yeah like that's literally the only way you could know us better than you do do you want to hear this is how i i by the way i found out that the podcast had legs recently was that um I ran into a guy who I was hanging out with for a bit and he learned that I was a comedian and then he Googled me like on the spot mm-hmm. while I'm with him and he just put my name in and the first like three or four Google searches that came up uh, was, you know, like Francis Ellis comedian, Francis Ellis stand up, Francis Ellis barstool or whatever. And then it went Francis Ellis Sierra. Oh wow! But get this—that had never happened to before two weeks ago because I mentioned her name for the first time on the podcast, 
a That's couple weeks crazy. ago. And people started searching. And people started searching to see what she looks like. And so much so from the podcast that it kicked that suggested Google search towards the top. Dude, I love it. That's so cool. You. That's really you cool. sleuths. <laughs> bunch of you sleuths. diggers. You guys are all digging, mining for picks out love there. It. She's a lovely lady. <laughs> don't bother her <laughs> please alright Chris why don't you fire up the questions for us these are all kind of random and then as I took them they are so uh, the first one I have is how how it was funny people thought it was funny how you didn't you weren't too keen to Kojai at first and now he's just your oh, you're a little man <laughs> Yeah, he's your little buddy I, I can't even he's been away for almost 10 days now and I am not doing well <laughs> Um, I'm doing better than I did when Sierra went away. Um, and I will say that she and I have been more affectionate with each other. And I fear that Kojai is this (laughs) sponge of affection. When I walk into the apartment after being away for a long day, I hug him first. (laughs) I get on the ground with him. I roll around with him such that by the time that I'm ready for my embrace with Sierra, I don't have a whole lot left to give. (laughs) Dude, that's great. He eats it all up. Yeah, so how at first you you weren't you weren't too sure of him and then you know what happened. Yeah, you know, I I realized that he is a very well trained dog. So a lot of my fears of him being a nuisance were allayed. Um, and he's just incredibly low-key. And I think once that happened, I started to really appreciate his quirks and his, you know, his funniness. He's so funny. Dude, and- get out first of all, get out of here with that. He's very well trained. Like he may be very well trained, but like, you know, he the things that his quirks would have bothered you before now. His his loud breathing. If you are any part of your body is laying horizontally on the ground, it's get it's getting humped immediately. Yeah, but that stuff is funny Dude, to me. It's funny now. as fuck. It's great. Yeah, yeah. But you, you just you just <laughs> love him. He's a little golden ray of light. Dude. I think I think when you go through the quarantine with a dog, you just it bonds you that much more strongly. And and uh, he was always a constant source of happiness. He he's was, the best. Dude. Yeah, he's great. So I, it's, I'm glad people have recognized that. And uh, <laughs> I miss Coach, the Koji man. Coach yourself. Back on Sunday. Gotta get him back. Um, people are confused because we haven't talked about Jackson Hole in a while. So <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We put a moratorium on it. We were like, we gotta, we gotta let that sleep for a bit. Easy on the hole. Yeah, uh, but apparently someone sent us some teach some Jackson Hole T-shirts. No way! I'm excited for those to arrive. Hell yeah! Um, I will happily rock that shit, dude. They're fire too. I'm Sweet. excited. Hopefully Sweet. those are actually coming. Thank you guys. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last one, but people are want to know how your dad's doing, Julio. That's funny. What do you mean? Was something wrong with him? No, they're just like, just we like, want an update on Julio's dad. We gave a pretty good update yeah. last episode. Yeah. He's up okay. to his old shit, eating dessert, fucking running around, causing trouble. Dude, when he drives around, my mom literally calls him Mr. Magoo because like, <laughs> he'll just, he'll go, look how beautiful the brownstones are. And he'll start driving five miles an hour. And there's seven <laughs> cars behind him. And my, I'm like, Dad, there's other people on the road. He goes, fuck them. <laughs> Dude, then, okay, then we're waiting to parallel park. We, like, find a spot. 
He calls it the Gallerati luck. He claims that he always can find a spot. It's like, all right. The Gallerati luck. <laughs> the Gallerati <laughs> luck. So, dude, he'll be sitting there, and and uh, we're waiting for a person to pull out. So, you know, they put their kid in the car. He goes, he's doing, like, a- like angry commentary the whole time. He's like, oh, great. This person's got to strap in their fucking kid. I know they do the GPS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, come on. He's like, what are they doing in there? So, like, it's taking them forever to pull out. Great. Then we get the spot. When we get back in the car to pull out, all of a sudden he's on. He's sitting in his in the seat, wearing his seatbelt, looking at baseball scores, <laughs> while there's somebody waiting to pull into our spot. And Zio Butch will be like, "Yeah, you're doing the same thing that you say people do." He goes, "Butch." <laughs> <laughs> he's such a hypocrite. It's so funny, dude. Am I ever gonna meet your dad, dude? Yeah, Does he, he know who I am, dude. My parents love you. Oh, my dad goes. First of all, my and they love you in a funny way. Like my mom loves you. She goes. Oh, he just seems like such a nice guy. Like, you guys have a... And my dad goes, yeah, man, Francis, he's funny. Like, you know, me and him, we'd be talking shit. Like, he thinks that, like, you and him would, like... <laughs> you and he would just, like, get along, cracking jokes. I'm like, Dad, you know... I think we would. We have the a, jokes to the We comedians. share a fondness for desserts. <laughs> we would each get our own dessert. Yes, true. Because we both understand the and how annoying it is to share. <laughs> By the way, that's cool. Though, dude. A, a quick aside. Um, I went out to dinner last week on a Friday night with my girlfriend and then one of her very close friends. And believe it or not, Abba, although <laughs> surprise, it, surprise. it wasn't like a double date. It was just like, you know, those two are friends of ours. And so we weren't like trying to set them up or whatever. Um, when it came time to order, right? Um, the other girl, who I love, by the way, uh, immediately was like, why don't we get a bunch of things and then everyone can have a bite? Mm. And, and, and was ordering as though um, she was out with her just her girlfriends. Yeah. And girls do that. We'll there have is, one shrimp taco. Yeah, there is we'll a... We'll have one. There is a universal kind of, I feel like, unspoken understanding that they're just all going to share. Right. Girls share clothes. They share, they share fucking everything. Everything. And, and I was like, hmm. And <laughs> it, it, it's not so much that I didn't think that there would be enough food. Mm-hmm. Because if that were my fear, I would just order more shit. Right. It's more like if we're going to order entrees, there's definitely one that I would want more than others. Right. And I would like that. As to be my thing. primary entree. Totally. I will happily give port like bites of it out. Mm-hmm. But I want at least 50%, 40%, right. the, you know, the lion's share of the thing I've chosen. Right. And she didn't get that. She pushed back on that. That's like, annoying. Well, she just she didn't understand it. And then my girlfriend was like, "You you got to let him have this." <laughs> Cuz she's understands how I I'm, I'm yes. wired. Yes. And um, that's great. It was amazing to me how like the different the mindsets were. Yeah, dude, it's funny. But but to your point, like I fully understand that, especially if you're ordering for the table in a way where it's like, you know, you get fucked over. Like like this salad comes out, and then like somebody decides they're going to kind of dictate the portions, and you're the one who gets the first scoop. And because you're getting yep. the first scoop, they're being conservative because they want to make sure there's enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you have this like 
meatball size portion of salad. Yeah. You end up getting fucked. The move is to like order a few things for the table as an appetizer and everybody owns orders their own shit. That's it. That's, That's how you it. do it. And I, I, I just, you know, the other thing was that, let, let me, is this a bad move? If it is share plates mm-hmm. and everyone's passing the plates around, scooping a little bit off. First of all, it screws up the presentation because <laughs> the way that the, the food is plated by the restaurant you know they've put it all on there with the right amount of drizzle and the right amount of crumble and the right amount of things on top so that if you all of a sudden start sliding it onto your plate as though you're on like a ship yeah that's like sliding around <laughs> um you're not getting it in the right uh order totally you might get sauce before the f- whatever you know what i mean so I don't I don't like that. And if you get too like OD with the way that you're procuring your portion, you look like a weirdo. Yeah. So you want to try to stay casual. Right. But here's my thought, right? If I watch one of these share plates go all the way around the table and I'm the last person to serve myself, am I allowed the rest? Is what uh, remains on that plate mine? The answer is no. And that's another drawback. That's bullshit it sucks everyone at that table should serve what they want no what you have to do is you have to kind of like eye it for 20 minutes and then and then be like is anybody gonna and no, wait no, till dude, it's, it's all you it's wait all till you. it is stone cold yeah exactly and, we and you're eating, all anxious the whole time we like were hoping. eating outside and it was cold on this night and Rough, dude. when the plate finally got to me i started just eating what was left off of the plate upon which it was served and i could feel yeah, the judgment the scorn the scorn the you know you're not even going to transfer it I'm like why do why would i transfer it to my plate it's what's dude. left is left dude, brutal. can we talk about another another issue yeah the, the biggest fucking scam of our time is guacamole how so Oh, do you like, well, they, they assume you're automatically going to get guacamole for the table. They're like, oh, you want a single or a double order? It's like you're fucking ordering a cocktail in London. Yeah. No, oh, you want a double? It's fucking 30 pounds for a vodka <laughs> soda. They're like, oh, you want a single, a double? And the $78 for a fucking guacamole that's served in a stone presentation that the guy makes next to the table. Yeah. He gets chips and salsa for free, but guacamole is more than a plate of enchiladas. Explain that to me, dude. I think this is a great point, and I will piggyback by saying that People who assume that there are universal, like, well, of course we got to do that. We course we have oh, to have God. that. Like, you know, it, we oh, you always get the burrata. You always Dude. get the calamari. Of course, everybody likes those things. Wrong, wrong. wrong. <laughs> I do not like calamari. I don't hate it, but I don't need it. Right. I don't so need burrata either. Fucking how dare milk you stuffed mozzarella? Assume that ev- <laughs> because everyone at the table is universally in agreement that we're getting the calamari, we're getting a calamari. Fuck that noise. Totally. <laughs> Dude, Fuck that noise. Okay. Miss miss okay. me with that shit. Okay. okay. I, I am. I okay, am. Girl. I, we are out to dinner, and I am paying. I am buying what I want. And if you want to charge me more because my entrees cost more, fair, totally fair. I will pay for my fucking food. I don't go out to dinner that often. I want what I want. I'm not, you know, and if there's something that I want from your plate and you want a bite of mine, absolutely, absolutely you can have that. But don't assume that we are living in fucking Soviet Russia and 
every single portion needs to be divvied exactly down the middle yeah, in perfect yeah. accordance where everyone gets an equal share. Dude, totally. That's nonsense. Nonsense. But you, I, you know what else I hate? I hate when somebody orders for the table because they want to like be Mr. Cool. Like yeah. they want to like look like a big shot and then they just expect to split the bill. It's like, dude, I didn't, we didn't discuss any of this shit that you ordered. Yes. Why did we get two pitchers of margaritas that no one wanted and a bunch of appetizers? I will no say, wanted? I will say there are, if the group is greater than say like six, like if you're at a, a group of 10 people, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's at like a Mexican restaurant, I don't mind one person taking the charge. Totally. Charge but, it. but it's a thing that is sort of either everybody's on board with. And sometimes you don't even have to say, you're kind of like, why don't you order? But like, I have friends who they want to look, they want to like get the credit for ordering yeah. well or something mm-hmm. and they don't order well. And then everybody has to want to look stupid. like Tony Soprano. They, exactly. And yeah. it's like, dude, if you're going to pull that shit, you're fucking picking up the bill, pal. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, I would never say that, but I will say this. In those situations, when somebody decides that they have no shame and they call them out on it, I'm always really happy that that person did it, even though I will never do it. I'll begrudgingly split it because I don't want to look like a cheap fuck. But when somebody's like, dude, why don't you stop fuck? You just ordered everything. I'm just like, you go, girl. Yeah. You fuck. Yeah. You go, I, girl. I, I commend anyone who has the, the gumption to do that. <laughs> I will also add that the problem with those huge group dinners is that people start adding things on. Because they think they need to get theirs. And what I mean by that is like there right. that that's where you end up seeing groups of people add like, oh, I'll have an after dinner espresso. If so <laughs> if one person orders an after dinner espresso, nine people yeah, yeah, yeah. add their espressos. And, the other and that jacks the bill up another fucking two hundred bucks. You know, and well, well, I hope well, what kind of espressos are these, dude? Well, you know, okay, but yes, okay, fine. You know what I mean, but like, or, dessert, or, or someone bullshit. will order like a, a glass of port, and you're like, what the <laughs> who fuck? Who are you, dude? Who do you think you are? No, you don't drink port. You're just it's it's becomes an to be arms cool. race, dude. Yes, to try to like justify the fact that they thought they got boned on the appetizer. Louis the Sixteenth, dude. It's a classic. Yeah, right. It's like fuck I love off. port. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay, sorry. Back to the questions from the tangent. fans. Sorry, we that had to run. I gotta gotta get that off my that chest. That's great. Just two guys who we actually love going to dinner, though. <laughs> yeah, we do. Contrary to popular belief, yeah, after do. that rant. Yeah. Um, will there be new episodes of Pack Light? Oh wow, that's a great question. Um, so in short, I think so. But this Rwanda stuff did so well that I'm kind of focusing more on doing the video element. I also think it's like easier to execute, maybe more compelling with like, yeah, it seems like maybe it's a strong suit of mine to host that kind of stuff where I feel like pack light, even though it's interesting, I feel like it takes away my personality just a little bit because it's scripted. And I think maybe that takes away from it. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I'm certainly open to doing more of them. I kind of just like need to figure out the logistics, but that's a good Mm. question. Hmm. But, but if you guys want more, definitely let me know because it's one of those things where I can certainly be convinced. Cool. Love it. Yeah, just ask him three times. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oops, matchmaking. Any updates on that? Do we? Yeah. So they essentially, uh, they were fit. Last time we checked, they were FaceTiming and trying to figure it out. He lived a few hours away. Apparently, we're not huge in Burlington. We haven't mm. had a ton of Burlington. Although a couple of people have hit me up being like, we want to set up our boy, da, da, da. And then nothing's really come of it. I think that that is still open ended. 
in case anybody wants to swoop in who's in driving distance from her. Got it. Sweet. Um, We're uh, in beta on the match. You haven't talked about your uh, little alter ego yet on the podcast. Little Young Big. No, 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 no. The uh, Instagram filter one. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, it is funny. You got anything to say? Hello. (laughs) Hello. Uh, my favorite one and i think people enjoy this was when i referred to hillary as my boyfriend (laughs) and then to the fact i go my boyfriend don't give me no attention um that that is also in beta we're gonna see more of that character as long as the pillow face continues to exist on instagram it's been a funny thing where like i get a lot of like hate dms for it that's like (laughs) dude stop doing this But then eventually it turns into them being like, dude, like I never thought I'd say this, but it's my favorite thing in the world. It's good. It's I good. needed to go to bed at night. Dude, what, what, what is her name again? The, I, you so, got to come up with a name for so, it. So it's unclear if it's a he or a her. And I don't, I'm leaning towards like Javier, but I also don't want to make the person a specific yes. ethnicity mm-hmm. because I think that the accent is ambiguous enough that it doesn't have to have one. So we need to think about that a little choose more. A, choose a, an androgynous name. Choose and then, yeah, one that yeah. works for both. Um, and then do the laugh for us one time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have oh, no idea where that came The laugh is really good. Oh, <laughs> I can't do it, but it's so good. <laughs> Dude, insane. That's great. All right. Um, <laughs> guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. We got some big updates coming up. Our old pal, Noah, how's he doing? Oh my oh, God. Baby. Okay. Give a brief summary of who he so, is. If people haven't listened. Noah is one of the most OG sort of storylines from Oops the Podcast. Truly, dude. I think I mentioned him for the first time on the episode where we had Corinne Fisher on. Oh, wow. It was super, super early. And Noah was this kid that was DMing me. I think he was like 14 or 13 at the time. And (laughs) he was so funny and he was like a big fan and he was like asking me these insanely personal <laughs> innocent questions and so i was going back and forth and then i made this joke that um i thought like if i played my cards right that in 5 years if i waited till i was he was 18 i could bang him <laughs> was how i put it and we he heard it and thought it was funny which was shocking um so I asked him uh, how he's doing for an update, and this is what he sent me back. <laughs> I go, what's up, dude? How you doing? Send an update. He goes, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. As we speak, I am typing an essay, 
but I'll put that on hold for this. <laughs> I got signed by a U16 Tier 1 team in Boston that has a NAHL team. The NHL is the NAHL is the North American Hockey League. It's a Sick. junior hockey league. And they can bring us up into the league because our head coach is their assistant coach. So I get to move there in August. But since we last talked, I got an aluminum boat that I am working on with my dad. So that's cool. Oh, and we also got a mini pig. We named him Impossible Whopper. <laughs> that's fucking funny. I thought he was going to say we named him Francis. That would have been great. Dude. Impossible Whopper. Oh, I got an aluminum boat. Oh, and a mini pig. <laughs> That we named Impossible Whopper. I go, what is a mini pig? He goes, it's a small version of a small pig. I'll send you a photo of him when I get home. I said, what are you writing your essay on? He goes, the essay is on the effects of countries after World War II. And we had a list of countries to choose from. So I chose England and Israel. I am late on it, but he's allowing us to turn it in late. I said, great. Just tell him Impossible Whopper ate your first draft. <laughs> he goes i wish i could say whopper ate my first draft but it's online i'll just say he ate my computer dude that is great so fun that's dude. a great update this kid is awesome what a like sincere remember when you were a kid and you thought people cared about your shit like you didn't yeah. need to hear about the boat no but like he doesn't know that he gives that's me weird. everything yeah. man and i i dig it i feel invested in his life I, i'm I, you know i'm gonna stick with this kid dude i love I'll it stand by him you know Noah's fantastic that's yeah. very fun. imagine that's if noah grew known. up and became an nhl superstar like, hell yeah hell <laughs> dude, yeah it sounded like, i didn't even know they did u16 stuff for hockey like that yeah i feel like, like you, a soccer thing. there were kids in maine hockey was big in maine and, and uh Kids either elected to play in the juniors or or for the high school team. Most didn't do both because the juniors was so demanding. Right, a lot of these kids who do juniors for hockey they end up like moving. Yeah, tennis is the same way. Staying with like homestay families yeah. in rural towns and nowhere, Minnesota. Yeah, shit, exactly, dude. and just like living hockey. It's crazy. It's funny. Like where I grew up, I literally think was the cutoff. South of where I grew up, no one liked hockey, and north of where I grew up, everybody liked hockey like right middletown connecticut is essentially the town well, the town is called haddam higginham shout out higginham haddam whatever mm. confusing higginham is part of haddam i think whatever but literally in the middle of connecticut and then north of there it becomes kind of like red Sox territory mm -hmm. which is also sort of like hockey territory yeah and it was interesting right? obviously we both went to school in boston i it was new to me the hockey craze yeah but I know, obviously, you grew up with it. So. Well, Boston is such an incredible hockey town for for college hockey. You totally, know, between man. Between the bean pot and all that stuff, it's just it's great. So electric, yeah, man. Shit. All right, what what next, Chris? Um, speaking of old friends, Boston bro job Bob, how's he doing? Yeah, dude. So I saw that that was going to be one of the questions today. So we reached out to him for an update because I kind of just assumed there maybe wasn't going to be another update, or if there was, he would send it to us. But it's interesting that everybody wants to know what went down there. So we're going to read this for the first time because actually when we started recording, he was actually still typing this response. Yeah. Quick, quick 20 second synopsis. This is a guy who reached out to us. He had come out of the closet, was reconnecting with an old friend who did not know that he was gay. 
when they met, but and he had uh, hopes that he could end up hooking up with this. Yeah, straight he had sort of, of like his. this very strong gaydar. Yeah, about this guy. Like there was no reason for him to think that this guy maybe was into it, but yeah. And they did reconnect. They like hung out and went out for drinks. Got super fucked up. Our guy, Boston bro job Bob, uh, sort of put the moves on this guy. The guy rejected him initially and was like, no. And then the next day, the friend told him to come over to his house where Boston bro job Bob earned his name. Um, yeah. Gave yeah. gave him a bro job. And uh, this Sending other guy. I, but I don't know if that's what happened the first night when they hooked up. Or like, well, I thought that like maybe Bob sort of was like, okay, I don't want to tempt you anymore. You oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I, I'm not totally sure, specifically. Well, whatever it but was. if you guys are asking for updates, you remember better yeah, than we do. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it was, they ended up hooking up. They've been hooking up. The other guy has a girlfriend yes. who does not know that this guy, his, her boyfriend, is cheating on her with a, a guy. Yeah, and we kind of discussed that in detail, but here is the update. Um, he goes, to keep it short, he's actually decided to break up with his girlfriend. Oh my God. He made up a reason because the truth dot, dot, dot. After listening to your pod, I told, uh, I told him would be too much for her. Right. Which yeah. I think. Yeah, that's right. Th- that's a whole separate conversation. We can get into that, uh, but we'll keep going for now. Um, we don't think we're going to date, but now that he's single, he wants to try more things sexually like anal, etc. The girlfriend is most likely never going to know as once he broke up with her, she blocked him on everything. He's a nice guy, but we're probably just going to remain friends with benefits. The Mm. craziest thing that'll most likely happen is he wants to make a sex tape with me just in case he never experiments with a guy again. I'm thinking about it. So advice would be any advice would be great. Wow. He he's probably the most sexual guy I've ever been with. So the idea is hot. Much love to you and Francis. Um, I said, dude, thanks. Excited to give people the update. Good luck out there. He goes, thank you. Thank you. I'm so surprised with how this turned out, but the more wild and crazy we get sexually, I feel like, I want a relationship soon. Not with him, but in general. Oh. Oh, and on a funny note, he thinks he might be a bottom sexually, um, at least for me. Wow. I think he means like the funny note. Because he's like, if you know what that means, in my opinion, I doubt he was ever really straight. Yeah. So I think I accidentally turned this straight guy completely out. Have a great 200th episode. Thank you, Bob. You're the man. Yeah. What a great guy. Um, And I completely agree with him. I feel like this guy, you know did not need much of a nudge to go from being a, a quote unquote straight guy mm-hmm. to being you know the fully out of the closet gay yeah like yeah. He, he's not easing his way in whatsoever he's it's as if he's saying this is going to be an experimental minute of my life and i want to cross every box i possibly can yeah and then close the chapter and yeah who knows i dude i think the sex tape seems pretty harmless to me to be honest like why do i i don't know man listen, that's strange that he wants to like for what memories to revisit this you know well it maybe sounds like he's struggling with the idea of like living as a gay man whether or not he like even wants to do that or not again we're not putting people in boxes here he's enjoying experimenting or maybe he's enjoying doing what he's always wanted to do and if he's unsure about whether he wants to keep doing it or whatever he wants a little something to fucking stroke it to it sounds like fine fine but if he's unsure about his comfort being comfortable being a, a gay man i don't know that is that um, insulting to bob or something? no i was gonna say like i don't know that 
getting hard evidence of it is oh. a, a normal like way to to combat that. Well, let's say let let's. Yeah, no, you could you definitely do that. I was thinking about it's like it from the exact Bob's. opposite thing I would do if if I were uncomfortable right. with something. Like if if I no, were totally. uncomfortable, you wouldn't want hard proof of it. Yeah, but I was t- I was talking about from Bob's POV since he's our protagonist here. Yes, is right, there okay. any sort? But and and uh, dude, great discussion topic. Absolutely, and I agree with you. It seems like if it's a guy who's trying to like put that behind him or whatever for whatever reason he's decided, um maybe having like hard evidence isn't the move. Yeah, I mean, because it sounds like he doesn't really want people to know, right? It's, it's it's sort of unclear. And and if you don't want people to know about something, making a tape of it, right, is leaving the, the largest trail of breadcrumbs you could come up with. So what I would say to this guy is, dude, fucking make the sex tape and do you know, don't be yeah. don't be secretive about it. Just live your fucking life. You know who gives a shit? Yeah. I think Bob, as far as Bob goes, I it doesn't seem like too high risk of an activity. If you think it's hot to make a video, fucking make a video. Yeah, I think Bob actually is somebody we should all learn from because he's kind of so comfortable with all of this and just rolling with the punches and kind of letting the world come to him um right. which is great you know good for him yeah like you like but everybody's getting what they want out of the situation it's a little yeah. fucking taboo fun that's become a little less taboo and i wonder quite frankly if the sort of novelty of the situation is going to wear off once i was the, wondering that once too. the scandal is taken out of it yeah i wonder if this guy was like okay i left my girlfriend and i told my parents that i'm out Ready for to be my boyfriend, Bob? Bob will be like, mm, nah. Yeah, it seems like that's potentially the case. Yeah, yeah. hopefully that this guy isn't a isn't a clinger. Yeah. Um. What well, is there anything else we didn't cover here? We're gonna date. Da, da, da. We're not gonna date this and that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as far as him lying to the girlfriend about the breakup. Ah, Everybody in this story sounds pretty young. I, I don't necessarily think it's the worst thing in the world. I we, I think we typically lie when we break up with people anyway mm-hmm. to soften the blow. Like we were talking about in that disappointment spiel we were talking about. You know, there's a way to soften the blow when you're giving somebody really bad fucking news. Like, and you don't want to tell somebody, you know, I'm breaking up with you because I'm not attracted to any, you anymore. And the thought of being with you honestly disgusts me. You'll never say that to somebody. Right. Right. So you make right. something else up. You make you make it you say it in a way so that so I don't think there's any problem with him being like we need to break up because I'm not into you anymore because maybe that's true or maybe I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah, right. You don't he need doesn't to be specific it. necessarily if it's going to hurt them. Right. He doesn't owe it to him. Yeah. Um. Mm. On a separate note, uh, for our 200th episode, we also like to um, thank one of our favorite sponsors over at Brooklyn Roasting Company. Yeah, Brooklyn Roasting Company. Incredible coffee, they, really cool brand. It's, it's it's so delicious. I have it every single morning. Um, I, I I drink their I, I I love their Iris Espresso blend. Uh, a lot of the coffees that they have are named after things that are here and local to them in Brooklyn. Um, their roasting plant is in the Brooklyn Naval Yard, which is where the big Wegmans is. If you've ever been down this way, it has such a great local vibe. The company was killing it before quarantine. They took a big hit. They're trying to come back. We love them. We want to do whatever we can for them. And the products are great, dude. That but, peanut butter is like crack. More importantly, yeah, this was a, this was a, a, a product and a company that I subscribed to before we ever even broached the idea of collaborating them with them on the podcast. And I actually reached out to them and I was like, I love your stuff so much. 
that I would I, I would hope to bring more eyeballs to it and, and, and introduce it to some of our fans. And they were on board, and we love them. Um, get some of their coffee. Go to brooklynroasting.com. Use promo code OOPSBEANS, one word, and you'll get 5% off at checkout. Uh, get their coffee. Try it. It comes in an awesome tin. You'll love it. Get some of their merch. And then the coffee peanut butter is to die for. I just had some on a banana. You guys were watching. I was watching him. Yeah. So eat your heart out, Noah. Brooklyn Coffee Roasting. (laughs) Brooklyn Roasting Company. Yeah. Chris, what else you got? Um, I don't know if you guys would necessarily want to talk about this, but I'll ask you anyway. Um, do you guys have a blackout story that you don't remember, but your friends had to tell you about? Hmm. Not really. So I have never fully blacked out. I, you know what? I actually do have one, but Francis. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have a whole lot more to that. I, the drunkest I ever was probably was my 22nd birthday. Um, I, I remember I, I fell down a whole flight of stairs that were carpeted. <laughs> fortunately, we went out to, um, a, a nightclub in Boston on on a Wednesday night, and it was just one of those nights where, you know, people were buying me shots because it was Which my one? birthday. It was called Splash. Okay, you know that place? I don't think I, I. I think that unfortunately that was after my time. Interesting. Okay, because I think it was a big BU. Yeah, because I would have definitely nightclub gone. We we did that. Did you go to Tees? Mm. Oh, Tees Pub. Yeah, yeah. It just closed. By the Tees way. was huge. Tees Pub closed. Yeah, we used to go to Tees. Yeah, but that was a place where you needed to be twenty one yeah like those bars up in brookline and Alston. Right, like you needed right. if you had a fake they would like take it from you um so we went to this place and everyone's just buying me tequila shots and it got to the point i still remember where like i remember something happened where all of a sudden i remember the tequila tasted like water to me and i remember thinking like man they really watering the tequila down at this nightclub but the reality was i had just had 18 tequila shots <laughs> so i couldn't even taste it anymore yeah, jesus and then i went home you know probably threw up before bed woke up the next day my girlfriend at the time took me out for the next day i think was my real birthday and so she took me out for lunch and i spent the entire lunch in the bathroom throwing up oh didn't touch the the food that she had gotten for me i felt oh. it was horrible it but worse ass. than that we had lacrosse practice at 6 p.m. Okay? 6 p.m. the next day. And I went down to the, you know, the fucking training facility where you get your ankles taped and stuff. And I told the trainer, I was like, I am so violently hungover and sick from it that I can't keep a sip of water down. And he was like, dude, I don't know what to do for you. Like, take some aspirin, try. And I was like, okay. And we went up then back into the, we had, we had to watch film for, uh, in the locker room for like half an hour, 45 minutes before we went out to practice. And the locker room where we were watching film was connected to like, obviously the bathroom and there was no door. So at one point I got up and went into the bathroom and was throwing up and I'm like, I, you know, loudly, there's no way to do that quietly. And everyone's hearing me do this during film everyone's hearing and a bunch of guys on the team had gone out with me the night before so they all knew this was like late in the season we were on our way to the Uh, ivy league tournament 
It was like we were playoff bound. It was it was serious, and I was I was playing, and so it was like not a good look. That sucks. And fortunately, the coach like asked me like, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, food poisoning or some bullshit." (laughs) But the whole team knew, and then I had to send the team an email, being like, you know, I realized that being that drunk at that point, seven p.m. the next day from drinking the night before is not acceptable. Oh God. Um, and Either I'm they're the ones who got you all fucked up. Yeah. But like, I could have been like, uh, on like seven shot number 17. I could have been like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. As they said in mortal Kombat, Liu Kang needed to learn that every man chooses his own destiny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that I, I've never, I've been like sick for, you know, that most of the next day I'd never been still throwing up from drinking uh by like 8 p.m the the following day dude it's crazy yeah dude i have a a great l story okay this is crazy this is really an like i can't i was so on top of the world and i fucked it up so hard that i literally i still haven't gotten over this i haven't gotten over this i went back to visit school i had graduated mm-hmm. okay now i show up at school i had been talking to these two girls I had not, there were girls who I had like wanted to hook up all throughout college for a variety of reasons. It never happened. Part of it, like I just didn't have the chutzpah to close at the time. After spending a year as an adult, I'm going back to school. Now this is my time. So I'm texting with both of them and I go, we go out to this club. I forget what the fuck it was called. It was in the alley though. It was one of those, remember that place in Boston where there was like a club there? I forget what it was called. Uh, Empire? Yes, yes, yes. Can't that's where believe we, I got That's where that. we went. Empire, Empire. <laughs> so we're there. God. My girl, my my girlfriend from college is there with her boyfriend. I'm kind of like not giving her the time of day. She's kind of like, oh, whatever. Um, and then I see both, like I see one of the girls, this is Cuban girl and a Persian girl. They're both super hot. Like I was so into it, whatever, whatever. I end up getting like pretty fucked up. We go to Daisy Buchanan's after. Yeah, Daisy Buchanan's. On, on uh, Mal- Newberry Street. Mulberry Street. Mul- Mul- Newberry. 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 Newberry Street. Street. Yeah. Um, and... We go back to the apartment party after, right? And I'm with the the Cuban girl, and like it's gonna it's gonna go down, it's gonna happen. I'm like, this is crazy, but I was like slightly more into the other girl. Mm-hmm. She texts me, being like, "Come down to my apartment," and I'm like, "Okay." So I go down to her apartment, and I leave the other girl, and I'm just like, I'm so like in this place right now, where at the time I thought I was being so cool, whatever. We kind of like start messing around a little bit, but like nothing really is happening. And like, I kind of only get like a tiny little kiss and nothing really happens. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm fucking this up. I should try to go with the other girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. That's like kind of <laughs> scumbaggery, right? Bully. She just doesn't uh, respond. She like fell asleep or something. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I fucked that up. Whatever. Next night. Okay. Same shit. We go out. I end up taking like, I'm supposed to meet up with her at like 10 o'clock. I end up taking, someone like gives me a pill. I take this pill and instead of meeting up with her, dude, I get too fucked up and I pass out in my friend who I was staying over his bed and he had two roommates who were two guys who were like pretty cool and I'm just snoring the whole night while they're like, they're pre-gaming and I'm passed out in the bed snoring. And the next day I like group text them all being like, dude, thanks for letting me stay over. Like, you know, live in the good days again, and no one responds to my text. <laughs> what a loser! And dude, I'm not kidding you. Like I've ne- I've carried that with me. And those two guys who I was less good of friends with, 
Like there have been moments where I they've seen me in adulthood looking cool, and I'm just relieved, so relieved oh, that I've received some redemption. One time, their I was at like a desk. I was in St. Bart's, and I saw one of the guys at like a dinner, and he like came over to say hi to the people I was with, and I thought I he like was surprised that I was there and like thought yeah. I was cool. I was like, oh, like. <laughs> and then another time, I ran into this guy um, when I was like dating this girl who's super hot, and he saw me. He's like, "That's your girlfriend," and I was like, "Yeah." And then, like, I thought that that was somehow redemption. But, dude, I've, like, never... I think back on it, and it makes me so uncomfortable. As I tell this story, I'm still not... Damn, bro. Shaking it off. Ouch. Major ouch. I had it all, dude. And I got greedy, and Sometimes, I was stupid. Yes. And you cannot put too much on your plate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes too many options results in no options. I know. I know. And it never worked what, out. What's that saying? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? It could be. I think that fits here. Is that what it, is that what it means? I think that's right. I think it's the idea that um, if you've got something tangible that works, it's better than having the hope of two potential better options. And do the the like these two were equally matched? They were both girls who I was nuts about, and I just couldn't decide. And it was just this, yeah, dude, it was I've, bad. I've, yeah, I mean. It was rough. I feel like that's happened to me, not necessarily where both of the girls were into me, but like I, I spread, you spread yourself too thin, right? Yeah, yes. You, you focus your attention in three different directions and therefore nobody's feet, nobody's receptive to it. Yeah. They're like, dude, you're not giving me, you don't care. Clearly they can, they can tell. And dude, it was like wedding weekend syndrome. You know, you get, you get there, you start drinking in a way you don't usually. Yeah, exactly. And before you know it, you just, Burnout, dude. Yeah. Brutal. Okay. I'm sweating telling the story. I'm like, <laughs> this is brutal. Anything else, Chris? Yeah, we have like two more. Okay, cool. cool. Let's hear them. Um, so a few episodes ago, Julio told us about how his dad installed his bathroom cabinet <laughs> and it didn't go great. So people want to know what's up. Is it still hanging in there? Or? So, dude, we found a really funny solution to this problem. So it's not fully straight. You can't tell but it can't handle having any weight on it. And this bathroom, my bathroom is actually the bathroom that everybody uses in the apartment because my girlfriend's bathroom is part of, a, part of our master bedroom. And then the other bathroom is my bathroom, but it's also the bathroom for everybody else. Mm -hmm. That's the way it should be. Yeah. We put a giant painting of Lil Young Big. <laughs> yes, I've seen it. On the shelf. Francis has seen it. Yeah. So when you walk in, there's just this like painting of Lil Young Big that's light. So it sits on there perfectly. And it's a funny little gag for anyone who's come who comes over Love and is that. familiar with the character. Love it. So that is the update with the shelf. Good fix. <laughs> and then maybe one more. Um, how's your little fitness journey coming along? How you feeling? Mine? Yeah. Dude, it's a good question. So it's funny because moving has sort of like done more for that than anything else. You know what I mean? Like the the me cultivating the food in my house has made a bigger difference than anything else. Any lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. I've been drinking. I've been kind of living however I want. I'm, I still kind of watch what I eat. Like I, I'm not like a Nazi about it, but like I try to eat relatively healthy, whatever. And like, I've continued to lose weight without even trying because now I'm no longer in this house where there's like food everywhere and like temptation and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so the fitness journey is going well. I'm not as like concerned about it, but I feel better and I feel like, and you can probably tell in the clips, you know what I mean? I look a little more slender mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I feel good about it. So thank you for asking. 
Yeah, both of you guys are are killing it. It's good to see. I Thanks, uh, dude. I'm happy. I'm happy. It's gonna be the t-shirt summer, fellas. <laughs> the summer of t-shirts. The summer of t-shirts. That's what it is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome, dude. Chris, what else we got? Um, people really took to you fighting about your imaginary kids. So, did you want to hash out any more uh, imaginary <laughs> yeah, fights? It's funny. I, I've thought a lot about this. Um, and you know, I think that what Julio and I learned from the discussion that we had was that you know we we still love our kids. Kids are gonna be kids. Kids are gonna be kids. Um you have to try your best to instill the values that you believe in. But you know, we made mistakes too when we were their age. We did. We did. And how many, do you think your dad ever had to do what we had to do with our kids? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't recall him ever having to do that. You never had, your dad never had to answer for your behavior to a father of a, girl you're when you were involved never know that happened to me really please yeah please really awkward really brutal it was bad what happened um so this was the era of AOL instant messenger and there was one girl in my grade who was much more sexually advanced than everyone else Mm -hmm. including probably the guys Mm -hmm. um somehow i don't even know why was it middle school yeah, I think That's eighth, why, eighth, eighth grade. Girls hit that sort of like maturity spurt a little yeah, sooner. Yeah, but the others, the others didn't, and 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 she did, and She's she was like, back. she was just known as this girl who we kind of almost like were in awe of her because the the things that we were hearing, and of course, you know, they weren't lies. Like she was happily open about it and talking mm-hmm. about it and stuff. Were we're just stuff that like we were beyond our, our wildest dreams. Like we didn't expect that to happen for multiple years, probably. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was hooking up with older guys got it, got it, got and it. coming back from like sugar loaf, having, you know, given another guy a blow job or something. What's and sugar loaf. Sugar loaf was the ski mountain. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And that's where oh, like, on the of, lift on the chairlift. No, oh. I think it was like, you know, I don't ski. I don't know. Yeah. People weren't really drinking. We like we are we, we weren't drinking, right? But you know, she was just sexually advanced, got it, um, and grew up faster. And so, I think one day, like she and I would, you know, kind of sexed a little on mm-hmm. AOL Instant Messenger, yeah, yeah. And somehow one day, she left her window up, and her dad read the messages that i had sent her oh my god and i think i said something like i want to finger you yeah right like that was like middle school shit that was it and he read that and he had he had coffee with my dad and talked to him about it Mm. and dude i swear to god why the way that my dad told me about it sounded very similar to the way that you and i talked about it (laughs) because apparently her dad wasn't like mad he's like like, look boys will be boys like i get it but you didn't even do anything you didn't air her out you're just like i want to finger you with my penis yeah and she (laughs) i think she was also being like that would be nice i would love that right which it's it's consensual yeah but like consensual sexting you know i don't think he knew that she was like doing way more than that with older boys oh right and i also had not done anything with her nor nor did i 
Which imagine if your dad was like, well, she has been. <laughs> if, I, if he knew, if yeah, he knew. like you think my son's bad, you should see. Oh you know, God! Oh like God! The junior dude, she oh, would have. Wh- whatever. The whole point yeah. is, no, never go there. That was so uncomfortable, you know. And and um, man, that was like that's I I had I can't I hadn't even thought about that until just now. Jesus, dude. Yeah, man. Um, but you know, I'm glad that our kids like learned their lesson. It's like, yeah, that's it. You know, you just got to be careful, especially when, you know, your dads work together and you just got to be careful. That's it. You yeah. got to you gotta let them know how to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. When they're being stupid. <laughs> um, one last one. Um, people want to know if there is any ring stuff coming soon and what we haven't. I guess you kind of talked about it a lot in a little bit of span. We haven't talked about rings in a while. How are we feeling? Mm. What's the situation? Yeah, I had some pretty strong opinions about <laughs> rings. For a while there, like almost every episode. Dude, you know what I, you know what I did? Back to it. <laughs> Tell me what you think about this. So I, Hillary was like, oh, I saw, she's like, I see this ring that I really like. I was like, let me see it. She goes, why? She's like, you're not getting rings for me now. I'm like, I know, but I want to see and know what you like. So, cause one day you're going to forget about this. And by the time you forget about it, I'm actually going to be ring shopping. And then I'll smart. have this as a reference. That's smart. Right. That's smart. Do you have, do you know, did she show you? Yeah. You want to see? Yeah, I do. Let me fucking see if I can find my favorites. Um, yeah, here it is, dude. Whoa. This okay, guy. so we're looking at what looks like a cushion. Yeah. Well, does that mean the thing that props it up? Um, no, What's I think it's the shape called? of the diamond. Uh, Ooh, I could be wrong about that. Like a rectangular cushion, kind of. I'm going to have to like screenshot this, and the person at the store is going to be like, what the fuck are you showing me? Yeah. <laughs> but it has a thing that like lifts it up a little, I guess. You want to see, Chris? Um, I don't fucking a little know. platform, but this is a, a good this is a good starting starting place. I mean, that one is enormous. I know. Let me Fuck. see that again, big boy. Yeah, that's huge. That would be a problem. Fuck. We we would have needed to get signed by the network <laughs> for that kind of a ring. Um, Fuck. But, no, but uh, yeah, that's a good play that you just did there. You're you're also good at that. Like you got me those two quarters from the state that I was missing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, and I gotta I, be honest. I was just kind of thinking that you off the fly threw out two names of states, and then in reality, those weren't even specifically the two states. Those were. They were actually. Yeah, because I was at home and I had the board still, and I plugged <laughs> them in there, and a portal opened. <laughs> out walked Noah, rock hard, and immediately we banged. <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh that, man, dude! Wow, what a wonderful. Yeah. I'll I'll keep everybody updated about about the ring. What I'll say is this: I have a, I have, I have the beginnings of a plan. Wow, of a plan, and they include very much keeping the Oops the Podcast audience in the loop. Love it, love it. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, so awesome, fun man. stuff. Good shit, dude. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Two hundred episodes. Two hundred episodes. Chris, happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, Chris. Looking good. Keep killing it. You guys are the best. We love you. Um, Hope you'll be with us for another 200. Oops, the podcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, stories, whatever. Uh, Oops, the podcast on Instagram. Follow our YouTube. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Let us know what's going on. I'm at not Julio at Francis C.C. Ellis at Chris.mp4. Send him a birthday message. Hell yeah. Um, And that's all. Thank you guys.